Episode 13, A Deployed Heart Battles Fear. Hi everyone, I'm Meg Cheney and welcome back to the podcast. Let's start by reading some verses together. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is is our fortress. Psalm 46, 1 through 3 and 10 through 11. I originally found this passage of scripture in high school. It became my anthem when I would memorize from verse 1 through 11. I love the imagery of God, all powerful, able to protect us from the falling apart of our world. The greatest enemy coming against us doesn't stand a chance. He's that mighty and powerful. And it's also interesting in these verses that he doesn't ask much of us. He doesn't tell us to suit up and jump into battle. No, in this instance, the Lord says to be still. Consider these other verses in scripture from Exodus 14, 13 through 14. Moses tells the Israelites to Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Both verses offer up an image of stopping, looking, pausing, remaining in one place long enough. I don't know about you, but a side effect of worrying for me is that I become consumed. I think of all the ways that I can move forward, fixing all the pieces, tucking everything into place the way it belongs. I try so hard to fix everything on my own. And sometimes I forget to hear that voice, that voice that reminds me to be still, to stand still. That voice that reminds me that sometimes the best way to conquer all my worries, the best way to check off every box on my never-ending, quite daunting to-do list, is to pause in his presence. Easier said than done, right? (laughs) If you've ever met me, you'll likely say I don't stop moving. I have trouble sitting in any one place too long. And yet, he calls me to be still. He calls me to pause and to listen for his voice in the situation. He reminds me that I can't do it on my own. Be still and know that I am God. This is an acknowledgement of who God is, a reminder of who is ultimately in control every day. Yes, it's a watching, a standing still and watching the Lord fight the battle right in front of us, but it's also an acknowledgement that we were never fighting the battle alone in the first place. It's an acknowledgement that all of our worries are just that, worries and distractions that the enemy uses to keep us down. 
instead of moving towards some sort of goal. As a teenager, I saw these verses as a precious call to peace. As an adult, they're often a call to humbleness for me, a transparent place where I admit that I don't have all the pieces of the puzzle figured out, that my kids can be so entirely disrespectful, that I often eat food as an emotional outlet, that I commit to way too many things, that I'm lonely and downcast at times, that I use words against my husband way too often, and that as hard as I try to balance our lives and all of our commitments, I fall up short. And God in his loving kindness wants me to admit to that. He wants me to come to a place where I stop all my crazy list making and admit that I need him most of all. It's that moment when I place him back where he belongs first in my life that I'm acknowledging, be still and know that I am God. In those moments, he wants us to stop and actually mark the moment, actually acknowledge that we mere mortals don't have it handled like our God does. These past few years have also brought to attention a whole new side of fear, anger and anxiety. We've muddled through some sides of our children's behaviors like never before, and in doing this, I'm seeing similar things in my own life. Our kids can't always express why they feel this way. They can't always express why anxiety would transpose into physical violence. They can't express why anxiety would equal anger or erratic behavior. These are incredibly hard things to delve into with school-age kids. These are incredibly hard things to work through with an overtaxed teacher who has 25 other children to deal with in a given school day. And this is incredibly hard on a mama who wonders just how each day will unfold. How can I teach my kids how to approach anger in a broken world where I don't even always know how to? How can I teach them when I see myself turn to worry or food as a solution? We are humans who feel big feelings. Ignoring the issues really won't solve them. Yes, we can hope that new schedules and routines will will help. And you know what? Some of my kids' actions are simply because they're kids. Kids get restless. Kids don't always sit still and follow the rules. But sometimes it's also acknowledging that anxiety is a real thing. It's having those hard conversations with your kids in which you acknowledge that we all feel these feelings. It's talking about anger and talking through what they could do in those moments when anger comes through. It's seeking out professionals, outside resources to give a fresh new perspective. It's admitting that we need help. It's resting in the knowledge that God sees all this as well. He's ready and willing to come into those moments of our lives. He's got this covered. He sees us. He sees our precious children. This, like all things, is going to be okay. Sometimes it's looking for the good things, even in those moments of fear, such as 
I have been so thankful for teachers who communicate what's going on with us as parents. It's being thankful that we have people who care, who are praying and uplifting our family. It's being thankful that these situations have fostered some good conversations with our kids in which we talk about fear and anger and how we all feel these things as humans. Sometimes our kids don't even realize that we're feeling similar things. I also think that struggles with our kids make us more empathetic, more able to relate to others. These aren't easy topics to cover And I know I've only spoken about them briefly, but I hope they encourage you as well that we all struggle with these things. We all struggle with fear and anxiety. I'd love to hear what verses you turn to in such moments. Where do you turn to that gives you a reminder that God is in control of all things? I truly hope throughout your week this week, that you take some moments and just sit in the presence of God. Just be still and remember that God is in control. For more encouragement, you can find me online on Instagram at Meg Cheney Writes or over on my blog, deployedheart.com. Blessings.